So, are you still alive? Uh, yes, sort of. You know, you know when you're in the period of overcoming. So I'm like, I'm overcoming COVID right now, which you don't know anything about. But you know when you're overcoming like the flu or a really bad cold, and there's that period of like two or three days where you're not necessarily actually sick anymore, but you're still full of all the crud that you need to get out of your system. Okay. That's that's where I'm at. So it's just like right. this really it's disgusting. And yeah, it's this really measly. disgusting, but also gratifying when you like blow your nose and there's like a planet comes out yeah, and you're like, oh, that's gloppy mess. That's disgusting, but also good riddance. Get the hell out of my body. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's yeah. where I'm at. So I just blew my nose just before you asked, actually. And uh, I don't know if it was like a blood clot or what. There was like, it was like a lot of blood in there. <laughs> and like, yeah. So there you, there may have been some gray matter. Recently, have you? Some what? You picked your nose recently, have you? No, no, no. No? But, uh, but I think I've just been blowing my nose so damn much for the last week that, uh, you know, some sort of some sort of protective layer between my sinuses and my brain that is supposed to be intact may not actually fully be intact anymore. Well, hopefully you'll be feeling better than Cyril Karn from Andor. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. The B team. Yeah. yeah. I'm... I'm I'm Brady. I'm Carl. Yeah, and we uh, are. We're reviewing Andor episode five. And as spoilers, as not so uh, discreetly alluded to, I've got COVID, uh, so I sound like shit, and uh, that's just what it is. And deal with it, because you know <sighs> I have to put up with it. So do you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I, can I, I just want to like hot take this. I, I seem to, I'm like the king of hot takes. I don't know if you know that. So I would just like to like slap you in the face with a hot take. Hit me. This is not only probably the worst episode of Andor so far, oh. but it is Bad. so useless and just yes. basically... 30 minutes of filler. I'm not the only one. Thank you. Like there's a good conversation here or there where you're like, oh, like, oh, this was like, yeah, I kind of like felt, I felt this conversation. That was, that was cool. But there's also so many moments like, like the, the commander do Cyril, Cyril and his mother. Cyril Karn. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy a, I don't buy the fact that your mother and son B, I don't buy any of this dialogue. It's so awkward. It's yeah, so, so forced. Forced and unmeaningful and Yeah. Like Yeah. So and, yeah, and, and my I, biggest I piss hear off. what you're saying completely. This 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 whole episode, I felt like the ball in a professional ping pong match. We never stuck to one scene for for longer than a minute. No. Every, every scene almost felt like it was under a minute. It's all over and the place. Once more, 
every scene there were a few with the, with the exception of a few didn't give us any new information or no. new character development. It was all just reiterating stuff. We already knew stuff. Yep. We already went over and it was just like, can like, we just get to the heist? Literally our biggest can the heist takeaway. Not just be two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> our, our biggest takeaway from this entire episode is Mon Moth. Mon Mothma's kid is a dick. That is it. But that is what we like, learned. Even the Mon Mothma scenes were pointless because last episode, episode four, yeah. we my, already realized that her home life is crappy and her husband is unsupportive. Yep. Why what, do we need these other two, two or three scenes from her? Yeah, we, we don't. don't. It was waste rem- of time. We don't need a reminder that she's destined for a divorce. What? Yeah, like what we did need and did not get because I was so I don't know if you remember I was so friggin' jacked last time. I was like, ooh, this is a dinner party that I can't wait to watch. That would have been cool. The dinner party would have been cool to see, I think. The tension. That would have been worthwhile. The, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been get, so good. Get a little good. bit more in-depth with Mon Mothma's actual struggles being becoming a rebel leader and not that her home life is sucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing. We didn't get any of that. We get yeah. we, instead we get ne- Nemec going. Oh, I wrote a book. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I might not be very good, but if you'd like to take a look at my, I know we're in the middle of I, doing like a big important thing. But if you get a chance to look over my manuscript, it'd be uh, I'd appreciate that. What? Yeah. The 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 cool part of that scene was him them talking about this kind of not ancient tech, but old tech that the empire doesn't use. It can't be traced stuff that when we get to a new hope, they're using old technology compared to the empire foundation of the rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. But we get a wicked tie fighter flyby, like a really cool tie fighter flyby. That was a cool scene. I like that as well. Like it, it made tie fighters feel scary because like, Oh yeah. That was it, I mean they've just always like the sound of a tie fighter. Yeah. In in the well, science fiction electrical sound effect world, I don't know that there's a more bone chilling sound. The scream of that tie fighter is great. Oh. And like being on the ground with with our characters and that thing flying overhead and not being in a nice big tank or yeah. other starfighter. They're super yeah, you vulnerable. Feel it made you feel vulnerable. It was a good scene. Yeah. And my, that TIE fighter guy was a dick because he didn't need to do that. <laughs> like he saw no. them and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to scare these poor guys. Who's the empire? Like, like that's these farmers, I'm going to scare them. I'm going to make their sheep run away. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's just, yeah, there's so much stuff. And the other thing about this episode that like really, I don't know, grinds my gears is, uh, Andor doesn't his character for the first time his character seems a little all over the place in that I I'm sitting here watching it going why is like up until this point Clem has shown up and he's been uh I you know elusive and a little dubious about this team and the people he's working with this whole episode, I'm sitting here going, why is he so damn hot-headed? Like, why is he so argumentative and impossible to get along with and don't touch me? Yeah. 
Don't well, he's touch try, my he's stuff. He's trying to hide who he is. He's trying to hide his kyber crystal. He's trying to. Yeah, but he just very secretive. like the don't but, like the guy just touches him on the shoulder and he's like, "Don't ever touch me." Yeah, he's well, he's back a bit off. Of like, yeah, like I don't know. But, I I feel like this was a a win for Andor as a character this episode and a lose because yeah, yeah, like we like you're hitting on there like the show keeps hitting us over the head with things we we already know he's really smart. But they just keep hitting us over the head with it with like, oh, he should stand on the left because he's this handed and he's that handed. And uh, I memorized all the stuff you said. And, you know, like we already know he's going to figure this stuff out. You don't need to show us. Yeah. And he stands there. Like don't don't tell us. Just just let it happen during the heist. He stands there like a dick for five minutes and he's like, you don't know how to take off. You don't know how to take off. You honestly don't know how to take off. Like, instead of just being like, okay, look, like, you know this is a shorthanded team. You know this is a ragtag operation. You know that these are the underdogs and that we're trying to take down the man. Right. And that you're there like for a scene. reason. I think I think we're on opposite positions on that scene. That's one of the scenes I thought I added something and of value. Because I liked yeah, him. We already knew the team was kind of not not all there. That's why he was brought on board. But we kind of this is kind of a realization not only to the person who we're viewing this show through the eyes of Andor, yeah. but it's, it's a realization to him. So it's a realization to us that they're not just shorthanded. They're unprepared. I liked him insisting that he's going to fly. Yeah. Right. He says, I'm going to pilot this. And so they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, no, if it's my ass on the line, I am making sure yeah. this thing flies out of there. Yeah. That was cool. But it yeah. just but something about the the preamble leading up to that, I was like, okay, mm. yep, you you've it. said it six times now. <laughs> they don't know how to like. We get yeah. it. I think he's just he's just stunned. Is is I don't know. I enjoy I enjoyed that scene. Um, the the only other scene I think in terms of preparation for this heist that that was worthwhile and worthy uh, was when they're hiking. Uh, towards the camp, the the interaction between Andor and um, Skeens, because they built some tension up between the two of them. But again, they're hitting us over the head. There was already tension there from last episode, um, and Andor kind of outs himself uh, as being a mercenary, and that's why he's got the crystal, and yeah. that's kind of his down payment. Um, I did like the but conversation. But he does it for good reasons. He does it to yeah. kind of like bring, rally the team together. Uh, and then later on at night, we see Skeens tell him why he's there, which again is kind of another rallying thing. So like yep. that nighttime scene and that that portion of the hike, I think those were important. Yep. But, but yeah. I like that. Everything I else like- before that seemed pretty pointless. I, I, I did like the... The you don't know how to fly this thing out of here scene. I thought I thought that was was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. We see I, like three or four shots of our Empire trader guy. Um, what's his name? I got it written down somewhere. Grom prepping the base to be robbed, essentially. But yeah, that was. But like, yeah, we only need one of those scenes. Why do we need six of them? 
because this is a filler episode. Like, it's nothing but fi- like seventy percent of this is filler. It's garbage. I did oh. like. I liked the line when he's you know when they're they're walking and she's asking she's going over with Clem like you know okay and what about this and what about that and like grilling him to make sure he knows everything and then he's like no 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 my turn what about Grom right like give me some backstory here tell me and I like her response I trust him yeah I like her she has a line at the end of her explanation where she says everybody has their own rebellion yeah that was a cool line because I was cool. like yeah. right everyone everyone's been wronged by the empire in their own unique personal way like this is a personal fight for everybody that was cool I did like the discussion uh the whole like why are you going through my shit? And he's like, I see you looking at my tattoo. You know what this means, don't you? Like, that was cool, sort of this, like, because that gave us a little bit more of a glimpse into Andor's past. A little bit. But I mean, we can already make, we can already let our imaginations make those assumptions. Well, okay, but so here's the thing. In an episode that doesn't have much to enjoy, the scenes that are kind of okay shine through (laughs) that's that's a good that's a strong point i'm i'm so literally i don't know about you i've literally we've that and one little note here that says the star wars universe has expressways (laughs) (laughs) what that seemed weird yeah just fly around just go like yeah uh I honestly, that that is the end of my notes. Like, I don't have anything else to say about this episode except it was boring. Yeah, it I was, was making notes for every scene yeah. as I started watching this show. And my notes just started going, Grom prepping base again. Uh, Rebels te- testing Andor and prepping for the heist again. again. Grom prepping base. Like, they started again. getting very... yeah. It, it's they're they're not really notes. They're more just like cliff notes on what the next scene is. <laughs> it's boring. It's filler. And it's, yeah. it is like to the series, to, to the season's credit so far, it is such a departure from the yeah. quality of, of storytelling. Yeah. We got a, we got a bit of this kind of storytelling in the, within the first three episodes, but it wasn't like this, where it was beating us over the head with the same information we already know. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. The episode ended and I was like, because there's, this is, how many episodes are there in this season? It's a long sh- season. I think next episode's the, I think there's one or two more. No, I think you're wrong, sir. Is Andor season one, uh, number of episodes. I think you've signed up. There's 14 episodes. Oh, okay. Wow. Season one. That'll, so then we got we got a lot of places to go and we're wasting time. Yeah, you've written a bigger contract here than than you re- <laughs> than yeah. you realize you have. So uh if your but, notes are done, I do have a few kind of drawn out notes on a few scenes. Well, I just wanted to um, say, like I, I when this episode ended, I felt like, okay, so like what is happening? In a in a time where we've departed from 22, 24 episode seasons. And we've been hovering around this six to eight episode season thing, which I'm not the biggest 
fan of like for some things it works really well. Like for WandaVision, it was perfect. Right? It was like this short, sweet little bundled story. For things like Rings of Power, which just concluded last night, we got uh eight episodes of that. I was like, ugh. <laughs> like just 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 keep going. Just give me more. Like, why are we stopping after <clears throat> eight? Yeah. Ugh. Um I don't know. It was just like, okay, so 14, so you're meeting in the middle. What what was the decision process in how many episodes there were going to be? Did you decide how many episodes? Like, was that was that a decision that was made and then we kind of like figured out the story and that's why there's this bullshit filler episode? Or did you have this story plotted out, decided then that it was going to take 14 episodes to tell the story and truly believed that all of the contents of this episode were crucial enough (laughs) to not just make this a 13-episode season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a messy episode, that's for sure. So my other notes... We got a few scenes, I think two scenes with ISB our ISB officers. The 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 white coated Imperials. Yeah. Uh one was pointless, I thought. I don't unless for some reason we're going back to I, I can't remember the planet, but we see go back to to um Andor's planet that we started on and they're taking over a a hotel or an apartment building and turning it into uh, headquarters Uh, pointless scene what what was the point of that aside from showing that the imperial are dicks which we already knew um the second one i thought was great uh it's uh, a, a scene with uh dedress in her office going through files trying to figure out what the heck is going on um She's got this hunch that there's something brewing and she's about to give up and her, her, uh, I don't know, secretary, who this guy is, is encourages her. No, you're onto something. You're right. And he starts listing off a bunch of planets where that, that she's kind of uncovered some weird stuff going on. So she mentions Kessel, which we see in Solo and we see in some of the animated shows, Fondor. Uh, I did some digging and some research on these, which is cool. Fondor was uh, is a shipbuilding planet uh, in the Star Wars universe, and it's actually Luthen's ship that we see in the third second. It was the second, third, and fourth episode. A little bit uh, it was built on Fondor. Jakku. We hear about Jakku. Uh, that's from, uh, the, um, not the sequel, yeah, the sequel trilogy. Yeah. That's, that's where, where Ray was. Yeah. The junker planet. Uh, something called base K, which I couldn't figure out anything out on and steer guard, which, uh, is where the star path unit was from, but I couldn't find any information on the planet itself. But see, so here's like, the thing. In we get you a cool, listing- some cool lore drops. We get this cool scene yeah. where. She's about to give up, but then and but then she's like she dives in. I thought that was a good scene. In you listing those cool lore drops, 
you've just reinforced the issue. You shouldn't have to do that much digging in order to find things in the episode that are a lot of um, fun. I agree. Uh, but you're going to, like, in this day and age, they're going to do it regardless whether the show's an excellent show Oh, or for not. sure. Have that stuff in there, for sure. But that right. shouldn't be the redeeming quality on the show of the episode. Being good. I agree with that. The scene itself, outside, even without those lore drops, I think is a good scene. Yeah. Um, because the last time we've seen her, she she was essentially shut down and told to just go about her own business. So I really feel like, and this is I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer back on my 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 um my hammer theory away, that she is going to end up recruiting uh Cyril Karn. Uh Cyril Karn's uncle is going to get her, him involved in the empire and she's going to end up meeting Cyril and it's going to kind of start to unravel the web for them. Anyway, the last really kind of big note that I have is on our only scene of Luthen. And I thought this was a good scene because it shows just how, how invested Luthen is. Like he is up late in his office, just, listening to the radio to see, to hear word back from these from these guys on this planet that are about to pull this heist off he he wants to know if it was if it went off well or if his head's going to roll and that was really cool you and know then we Luthen, also get to Luthen has not been like in the last couple of episodes he's not been as big a part of this show a as i was expecting and b as i would i would like Hmm. Like, I don't know. I think yeah, I the, thought... the, the chemistry and the dynamic between Luthen and Andor is so fun. And so the fact that we haven't gotten that in like two and a half, three episodes now is, is I think, a miss for me. Yeah. So in terms of like the concept of the, the hero's journey um, thought pattern, which I've mentioned before, it's a really cool thing. You should wiki it it's on a, there's a really cool wiki on it i sent it to brady and or I, I am brady and or is but. on this hero's journey and luthan really kind of was teed up to be the old wise mentor to luthan and as soon as they got together luthan kicked him pushed him away so we kind of missed that where yeah uh, in kind of contrast within the same universe uh, Luke, who is our who who is our hero, who's on the hero's journey, yeah. runs into Ben, who who's with him for a good good chunk of time before he's gone. But then he's still always with him, kind of whispering in his ear through the force. I have and a question. We just, we're not getting that from Luthen. I have a question. We yeah. say that Luke is on this hero's journey. How far into Luke's journey? do you think it took before he genuinely gave up hope on picking up some power converters at Tashi station? <laughs> I like, mean, I, I, as I soon think as he was told he had to clean droids, right? I mean, I, oh, come like, on. I know, but I like, I honestly, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's like, ah, 
all right, yeah, Moss Eisley, Alderaan. I don't want to go to Alderaan. Like, I don't like, I don't know. Maybe they have, maybe there's a Tashi station on Alderaan. Like, I don't know. I think we give Luke too much credit for being a hero when really he's just a whiny kid who's pissed off that, you know, that it's not all fun in video games. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I really like that scene with Luthen. And there were, again, some really cool lore drops in the background because we're in his antiquities uh, office. They're, yeah, they're that's always not fun. Apparently, they were in the last episode. They were just a little harder to spot. But there are two holocrons, Sith and Jedi, on a shelf behind him. That surprises me. Okay, so. Did you notice them with, like in first I watching? Did not, no. I noticed so them. I noticed them time. first watching. I was like, is that? That can't be. That wouldn't make sense. And it, yeah, so it's it it's a weird it's a weird it make artifact for him to have. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because the first time we were in his shop, right, and we're like, ooh, we're like looking around and stuff. There was a part of me initially that was like, ooh, like I wonder if he's got a lightsaber in there. And then I was like, <laughs> no, there's no way. There's no yeah. way he would be allowed to because. Yeah. There is such unless a... Unless he's a bounty hunter or something that's on yeah, the outer like, rim. I, yeah. Unless he's got... On Coruscant? Yeah. yeah. There's no way. There's no he's way. He's got a prominent shop on Coruscant. There's no way These that things any, are like outlawed. Yeah, there's no way Sidious, any... Sidious is collecting... Would, would have that Sith holocron in a heartbeat. Yeah. And according to current lore, not not lore that Disney wiped wiped, wiped away... Sidious is is in search of and wants to destroy as many of these holo- Jedi holocrons as possible. Oh, he's for those he's, who don't know what we're talking about. Holocrons are forced a way for a Force user to store information and knowledge like that can only be unlocked using the Force. It's like it's, it's like, like one a of USB those diaries. For force users. It's like a, one of those diaries with a little lock on it, and only Jedi's have the key. Uh, yeah, but like. No, he, yeah, Sidious is in, when it comes to Jedi paraphernalia or, or memorabilia, he is in the book burning business. Yes. (laughs) There is nothing, there's, you know, and and so it wouldn't make sense for him to have anything in there. Not even, you know, because I'm like, oh, there's, there could be so many cool little, like you could have one of the little Jedi rebreathers in there. Yeah. Right? Just on a shelf. And that'd be like a fun little, and I'm like, no, there's no way. There's no way that he would, especially because so much of the purpose of this shop is for him to keep up appearances and seem as though he is, like, he, from a business standpoint, visually, Luthen is not going to risk pushing the boundaries, pushing the line at all. Yeah, he doesn't want to draw attention to himself. No, he's he's a he's a good little imperial, do what he's told, good boy. So here's so here's the, the really crazy. I don't know thing if that makes this. sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense that he doesn't want to draw attention. But here's the really crazy thing. So I watched a um, a breakdown video. That kind of pulls out all the Easter eggs and shows them off. And this Sith holocron has appeared in a Star Wars, Disney Star Wars film previous to this. Has or has not? Has. has. It appears 
it appears in. Wait, let me guess. It, no, 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 turn this into trivia. Okay, which, which movie do you think it's in? It's in a movie, not in uh, a TV show. An episodic film? You want me to give you all the hints? <laughs> no, this is not. That narrows no, it down. No, it's to- not an episodic film. It's not one okay. of the trilogies. Which really breaks well, it down for you. <laughs> so then it's either Rogue One or Solo. I'm going to go with Solo only because Rogue One. Well, no, Rogue One, we see like Vader's castle and stuff. Ooh, that's a toss up. But Solo, there's a lot of these like dingy trading stolen goods, black markety kind of shit going on too. I'm going to go with Solo because that's what I said first, but after I said it, I realized there's also a strong argument for Rogue One. Yeah, so so you're right. It shows up in uh, Drayden Voss's office. Yeah, see, that makes sense. So Drayden Voss is like the, the big... Um, he's Paul Bettany. Yeah, he's the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Douchebag. And antagonist. He's the he's the antagonist for the solo film. Yeah, and also, said. Darth Maul is his boss. Yeah. So he's in possession of this holocron. So there is some some. This is possibly a not just a, a recreation, not just a like a what do you call it uh, when you when you've got your a replica. your sword of Aragon that looks like the real one a replica it's not these there's 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 it's possibly these aren't replicas they're the real thing because it shows up in another film that that has ties to a sith you as so yeah it's uh it's an interesting it's an interesting easter egg that, that could kind of it's it's kind of weird in one sense because like we were saying he shouldn't have these <laughs> Now, so they got it. So they got to be replicas. But is, then, with this kind of this Sith holocron showing up in another film, it has some evidence for it potentially being legit. Now, there's also like th- there's a very very big uh, display of a holocron of a Sith holocron in an episodic film too, right? Like. We're not. Uh, I don't know if there were to be one in, in an episodic film. It would have been in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember there being one. Isn't that? Are we not considering? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting things turned around here. But is not the that uh, that little pyramid shaped thing that Kylo Ren is hooking into the nav system so that he can go find the Sith planet? That's got to be a holocron. I don't think it is. I don't oh, think they called be. that a holocron. Well, they called it the 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 wave the Jedi wayfinder or something. But like, I don't know. It's the same shape as a holocron. It is a Sith one triangle. Sith yeah. ones are always tri- uh, not triangles, di- uh, pyramids and a pyramid. Jedi ones are always square. Yeah, they're like cubed. I don't know. Anyways, this episode sucks. Yeah. It wasn't Sucks good. Balls. Lots of pointless yeah. scenes that beat us over the head with stuff we already know. So, I mean, it doesn't feel necessary to ask, but sir, was episode five of Andor a win or a fail for you? It was a it was a big loot loss for me. Like jumping around quickly, 
to scenes. <sighs> yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, even like this is this is so I talked about jumping back and forth a lot, and it felt there was there was lots of scenes where we were jumping, we were we were with our our rebel group planning the heist, and then it would we'd jump away for half a minute. 30 second clip of mom off the gen jump back to them. And then we jump away to Grom prepping the facility for 30 seconds. Then we jump back to them and it just felt like, are you just using these 30 second shots as, as wipes instead of actually just giving us a wipe, <laughs> like oh, to, to advance, t- to show an advance in time, quite possibly instead of just putting it all in one scene. Yeah. Quite possibly. Like it, it felt rushed and dirty and unnecessary. Yeah, it's just yeah. not not fun. Yeah, in any capacity. There's the tension. The tension that they were trying to build fell flat because of it. Just, I didn't enjoy it at all. <sighs> and how about you? Did you oh, like I- this? <laughs> Star Wars has taken the L on this uh, on this episode. Uh, it's it's yeah. so bad. It's so yeah. bad. And I'm glad that you agree because I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I I could I could hear the conversation play out in my head where I was going to come on and be like, man, this episode sucks. Like, it's just filler and there's nothing really in it that furthers anything. And and I could hear you saying, oh, I disagree. I think this like. <laughs> I think this is, has got so much in it. It's very important. Yeah, they just keep like, building oh. on stuff that we already like, know. I'm going to have to sit for half an hour and listen to him explain why <laughs> this piece of trash is yeah, significant no. somehow. No, no, it's so no, bad. It's bad. So bad. So ah, high this, hopes for the. You know what this means? Six. Next next episode's got only only one way to go. Yeah, it can only be better. It can only be better. If they spend all this time setting up stuff that didn't need to be set up <laughs> yeah for unless what should have been a payoff one, this episode <laughs> there's only one way it could be worse there's only one thing that could make the next episode worse i was saying to pete we were talking about rings of power it's in one of the more recent episodes we just did and uh and because he's he's been very hit and miss on the show and i've been drinking yeah. the kool-aid i have been drinking the lord of the rings Rings of Power Kool-Aid. And I said, yeah. honestly, I said, the only thing, I said, even with all the lore changes, like I understand the lore changes. I don't like all of them, but I get it from like a practical appealing to a broader general audience. Like I, I understand making some of these changes. I said, the only thing that could <laughs> screw this show up for me at this point is if like Bilbo Baggins shows up and like, <laughs> yeah. And something and that, that's way out of continuity. And that is the only thing. I think that's Even the only they, thing. For me, I, wait, I, wait, wait, I say wait, wait, I'm wait, 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 wait. But that's the only yeah. thing that could make Andor episode six worse than this one is if Bill Bobagan shows up. Because then I'm going to be sitting there going, hold the phone. <laughs> what the just what just happened? <laughs> yeah. What the actual shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um Yeah. It's uh, this episode does everything wrong. We, we just reviewed Werewolf by Night. If you haven't heard of that episode, go check it out. Werewolf by Night did everything right. This episode did everything wrong. Like, they're polar opposites. Yeah. 
Werewolf by Night. Way to go, Disney. Yeah, it's it's so so different. Like shorter time period did a way yeah. better job of telling a story. Yeah, this has got what'd you say, fourteen episodes? Yeah, and how do you screw one of those episodes up so badly? <laughs> so badly, especially when it's not like the show's been hit or miss. This has been a pretty damn good show so far. Yeah. I would say, <clears throat> listen, yeah, not only is this a pretty damn good show. Outside of, I want to make sure I believe in what I'm about to say. Since the prequels, and I'm not saying, I'm not, this is not me weighing in on whether or not I love or hate the prequels, but since, like, it, since the prequel era, so in the last 17 years, this might be the best removing this this episode from it, the Andor series might be the best on-screen Star Wars storytelling that we've gotten. I think this is a better show, again, minus this episode. I think the storytelling has been stronger than Mandalorian. Mm. I think it's definitely stronger than Boba Fett. It's better. I would say it's better than Boba Fett. If Boba Fett had been a linear story instead of jumping back and forth in time, I think it would have been better. Boba Fett I don't was think like it's a, better than Mandalorian yet. Boba Fett was just a massive like fan service gone wrong. Is all it was. Yeah, all I, I was. like if if they linear if they, the story were if the story were linear, I would have liked it a lot better. For sure. The, the, the time jumping back and forth, I thought, didn't, didn't help it. No. In any capacity. It would have, it just kind of muddied the waters to something that should have been a nice, clean story. Yeah. As far as this show compared to Mandalorian, Mandalorian, I thought, I really, really liked the Mandalorian. It, it does a really good job of conveying the characters and their motives and uh, the act leading into the action sequences, building the tension and creating exciting just moments in conversation really well. Um, yeah. Kind of, but kind I wonder of like that whole back, back to what we what I had just mentioned earlier, like, this episode compared to Werewolf by Midnight, Werewolf by Midnight doing everything right, this one doing everything wrong. The Mandalorian series, I felt like Werewolf by Midnight did everything right. Yeah. There's not a lot of lulls. There's not a lot of repeating information we already know. If they tell us something about something, then for the rest of the show, they just show it. They don't like repeat that, oh, Beskar armor is invincible. They don't keep telling us that. They just show us how invincible it is. Yeah, but I wonder if some of that is that we've had a lot more of The Mandalorian. Like, if we're just taking the first four episodes, because again, we're excluding this episode. If you take the first four episodes of Andor up against the first four episodes of Mandalorian, I think Andor has a stronger start. I think it's a stronger show. No, I disagree. Because the first three episodes of Andor we're a slow burn and it took till the end of the third episode for us to even buy in. You're a slow burn. Anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, (laughs) 
make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, there's links for all those below. Our merch, our Patreon. Uh, it's what helps us grow the show, keep the show running, uh, keep keep you know the food and the keep the blue milk in the in the mouths of the people. Also, there's something we didn't talk about: fruity pebbles. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Yeah. What the actual hell was that? Yeah. I don't that's know. Not that's not just that's not just like, oh look, look guys, blue milk. It's also like, that, look look what a little food coloring in some corn pops can do. That's Oh my god. That, my when I saw that, my thought and expression was the exact same as cereals. He picks it up and he's like he throws it back down. <laughs> just like <laughs> exactly. really? Can we oh my just God. give them a cup of blue milk? That's all. We don't need so new food. So stupid. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Check out all those things. But most importantly, let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think of Andor episode five. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, are we missing the mark here? Was this like the strongest, most important, influential, groundbreaking plot furthering episode of all of them or uh are you with us and think that holy hell how could something that was going so well make such a such a left veer all of a sudden yeah 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 and if you want to hear more about our thoughts on this stay tuned for our next episode when we hopefully review a better episode (laughs) that was a nice plug that was that was good you're 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 upselling i like that yes I like that. I'm all about the upsell.